this fucking guy. Screen record. Me? Yes, it's recording. Well, so it just audio records, and I kind of want a video version of this, and I don't know how to do that. Oh, Jed, I look like a fucking nightmare. I just got out of the shower. This is not, I haven't showered in four or five days. Okay. That was me just until a little while ago. Yeah. The only reason, the only reason I showered this morning is because I had to go into the attic and like got covered in insulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, oh while Nick God. was down going, do I look fat from that angle? He was asleep. Um, <laughs> I like your professional so, mic. Everything's fine. Oh, I have one too. We're oh. professionals. Oh, yeah. We're semi-professionals uh, like that Will okay. Ferrell movie that so, wasn't good. <laughs> with the short shorts. Um, okay, so uh, welcome to this fucking guy. That's Carmen Harbor. And that's Caitlin. And we have two special guests for our one-year anniversary, Alex, <laughs> fake producer Alex, and Hello. fake friend Judd. There I am. <laughs> you have to say words. It's an audio medium. Yeah. Well, I thought it's Alex a, was recording this. I'm recording this. Doing I'm work. recording this. Wait, Alex, are you recording it? Screen record, yeah. You are doing it? You said to me. You were such a good Yeah, when you tell Alex, he has to do it. And we don't even pay you. We don't. <laughs> we don't make money. Oh, man. I think we have one subscriber on Patreon, and it's my brother. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pays so, for uh, hosting fees. Sh- I didn't even know you were on Patreon. God damn it. I, I, didn't, I just found out you had a podcast like two days ago. That's not true. No, That's not. very untrue. Very but you false. are very unsupportive. And yeah, a liar. At least you're consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, consistently terrible friend. Uh, so, guys, listen, you guys. Uh, so, okay, here's how me and Carmen's friendship kind of started. It was because me and Alex and Judd and Carmen had the bad idea many moons ago to host um, a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, we did. In the second to last season, <laughs> I think we got out just the right time. We really hopped on the podcast bandwagon. Just the best time. But I feel and like our podcast was still better than half of the last season of Game of Thrones. That's that true. Is true. Um, and our theme song, if I remember correctly, was just us humming the theme song to like Game of Thrones. Terribly, just really bad. Like, it was close, but we couldn't have gotten, like, copyright sued for it. No. No. But that wasn't the intention. The intention was that we're just not good at things. Correct. Um, So that's... We have since had a a group text chat and real-life friendship for four Mm -hmm. years now. And a book of our witticisms. And a book of our witticisms. And a child. Oh, oh my yeah, god, had- we didn't collectively. No. Well, no. You no. can say that we've all raised her. Yes. I mean, you were the first person. You were like, 
I'm pretty we sure. We were the first people that you told. Oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> Dropping bombs on our podcast? <laughs> I'm what sorry. I, that just really got me. That really I got me. I think it a lie. Oh, fuck. <sighs> okay. It's fine. I'm having an emotional day because there's like three leaks in my house. It's fine. We told you uh, not to buy a house. Buy a house I know. You board. did. To be oh, fair, they did warn us. I just you. got a, I just got a call, but yeah, you, you did, uh, you did warn us not to buy a house. And did I listen? No. Uh, so I bought one anyway. So they're like the taxes. Uh, the taxes will save you. Who says that? I feel like a lot of people were like the government. Sometimes people say that, like they're like, yeah, you buy a house, uh, all the, the money you save. Like, oh, so, you can like write it off. I feel like. I was lied to a lot about my taxes. I feel like I just keep writing things off and I'm gonna get audited. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need to edit that out. <laughs> it's, it's the tax guy. He said Alex told me to do it. Mm-hmm. hmm hmm I mean just write it um, off. Who gives a shit? Like they're gonna audit like GE or Wesley Snipes. They're not gonna audit you. You don't you don't have that much money. <laughs> I don't care. Speaking speaking of Wesley Snipes, um, okay, so I started watching uh, that show Timeless on NBC. Really? It's not great. I I needed something silly, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, like it's a an episodic drama comedy about time travel but, like, not good time travel. And there's this one black guy, and he they, like, use pop culture references when they go back in time. And so at one point, he's they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Wesley Snipes. I like it. That's a good cover name. It is. It sounds it is. sort of real, but also not. Right, right. You um, one, like, four years ago. What was, like, what? Yeah. He said, what did, what did Michael J. Fox say his name was in... Oh my god, are you serious? What did you say his name was? Oh my god, Calvin Klein. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, it's I written thought, all over his underwear. But I thought he gave his name as something else. No, he said his name was Cal- Calvin Klein because his mom keeps calling him Calvin. Oh, that's right. Right. Okay. It was Cesley Wipes. Yes. Um, so... I'm really excited to have you guys on. It's been way too long since we've done this. It's only uh, and by the I mean, I mean I mean Carmen because we haven't recorded our podcast in a really long time. We're not good at schedules, okay? There's a pandemic. Everything is hard. The whole world is ending. The world is literally on fire right by me. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, is it key to making a guest appearance? That's a Gigi. Oh, a Gigi's. She farted too. Oh, like, not like, nice. Fart and fart and fart at the same time. Because it's the force, you know, it goes both ways. <laughs> it's all the force. It just moves things. It's so funny because she always goes like this, and she's missing a tooth, so she's got a little, a little snaggle tooth. 
Um, but so we, Carmen and I realized uh, uh, a week prior to one year uh, of doing this podcast anniversary, we were like, oh, we probably should record something. Uh, and also, let's have guests. Yes. Um, so we've got John and Alex here to do some color commentary. Um, and we're going to tell you some. We're going back to, because the past few weeks we've been doing, like, celebrating really amazing people from Black history, which we're still going to continue to do that. Um, but, hold on. Don't escape. Um, <laughs> there might be another week. Um, but we uh, we figured since we have John and Alex on that we were going to tell, so, like, go back to the roots and tell some, like, silly stories uh for this one year anniversary episode uh and uh it's gonna be it's gonna make for good uh good commentary uh so we're excited it only took us a year to actually get them to agree to be on the podcast right we've asked several times so many times and alex yeah, you maybe you could. Uh, and Alex is very behind on uh, per, uh, making our merch, but so many projects, so yeah, many undelivered projects. I made that one about the uh, the condoms. <laughs> you sure did, buddy. You sure did, <laughs> and it was great. Alex, are you doing work right now? Yeah, this is not work time. Uh. Are you trying to figure out how to sell crackers online? How to what? Sell crackers on social? You know, I, I just sell the phone with my um, my copywriter, who is not you. So it was... I mean, how dare they? I hate this person. How dare they? Well, he, lives in, he lives in Kansas City, so he not to feel that bad. <laughs> Do I need to cut that out, or...? Uh, we have a pretty big fan base of like ten people, so I mean, that's one of them could be him. That's I, I don't think our reach goes to Kansas City. I don't think anything goes to the FM single is strong enough. To no, it's really not. It's they're nice. still on rate. They're still on Zunes. They haven't gotten the podcast game yet. Zunes, remember that? Holy shit! Fun of me profusely. Do you have a Zoom? I'm like, I don't know. It's cheaper. I was like 20 years old at the time. That's a good friend that made fun of you for having a Zoom. Yeah, we're still friends. He's an asshole. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna plug him. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. You can plug whatever you want because none of it matters. Nope. Okay, so I think, so Carmen, in the last thing we recorded, which I'm still editing uh, and will have launched tonight, uh, I think I went first. I don't know. Why don't you tell us a story? Oh, yes. So guys, really excited to tell you about this person today, mainly because I picked this person, I told Caitlin this morning. I'm picking this person solely to make you both very uncomfortable. Specifically, Alex. Specifically, Alex. Oh. Oh, it just, it feels good in my heart already. All right. So, friends, countrymen, I'm going to tell you about Scotty Bowers, golden era Hollywood's male madam. So, George Albert 
Scotty, nickname. Bowers was born on July 1st, we 1923. Just already, how did we get Scotty from George Albert? That's a fantastic question, and I'll tell you why. It's okay. because him and a, and a friend, a little girl, they would walk her little Scotty dog every day, and they were like BFS, so everybody in the neighborhood started calling them the Scotties. That's cute. Isn't that adorable? This man you was later... I'm sorry, what? She was also called Scotty? Yeah, they were like a pair. Um, But she did not go on to fuck almost all of Hollywood in the 50s. But this Scotty did. Continuing. So he was born in Illinois and moved to Chicago after the Great Depression. And then ended up enlisting in the Marine Corps um, and fought in World War II. He was a paratrooper. And then after that was done, he was like, fuck everything. I'm going to go live in L.A. because the weather rocks and I'm sick of living in Chicago. Judd, you get that. I understand. That's why we left. You get it. So he moves to L.A. He's 23 at this time. He has a handsome young man, just beautiful blonde hair. This is all ripped from being a paratrooper in the military. And so he gets a job at this gas station because that was the thing you could do in olden times was pump gas for people. So he gets this job at this gas station that's on the corner of Van Nuys and Hollywood Boulevard, which is not far from where Paramount Pictures was. So good old Scotty just looking gorgeous, getting tant up in the LA sunshine, pumping that getting gas. Tant or getting taint? Getting taint. He was getting tant. And taint. Yeah. Later. Both. Later. That would come. That's that, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh. So Scotty's doing his job. He's in his little uniform with a little, you know, the little pointy hat. I don't know what those are called. Um, those things. Boop. The little paper ones. The military hat. Sure. Why not? We'll call it all of those things. So okay. he's in his little hat and he's in his little uniform. It probably says Scotty on it. Real cute. Like embroidered. You know it was embroidered. You know it was. Is it Scotty with a Y or IE? Oh, guess. Do you think he's an IE or a Y? Feels like an IE. Judd. IE? Alex. Alex isn't paying attention. God damn it, Alex. (laughs) Alex got it. It's a Y. He's a Y man. Alex has never been right about anything. Ever. No, I was right about that game with those It's because he's looking <laughs> it up right now. It's all in the wrong Show us your screen. Are you on Google? He's mm. looking up Scotty Pippen. <laughs> close. So, like, man, so he, close. Man, he was great. <laughs> it's like Scotty plus banging. Where's the Scotty dog at this point? Do you think it's I think, dead? I think the Scotty dog's probably dead. Okay. I hope because they, I, like, stuffed it and he has it. That's what I was going to oh. ask. Like, do you think he had a little stuffed animal made of it? Or he actually, like... This is a great question. I did not come across this. I didn't come across this in my research, but yes, why not? 
Okay. It seems like the kind of person who would have a taxidermy dog. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Okay, great, great, great. So Scotty's pumping his gas, and one day, this very famous actor from the 40s named Walter Pigeon. So oh, good. So I'm so sorry, good. Walter Pigeon? Yes, because in old-timey Hollywood, you could have a real dumb name and still be super famous. Um, so Walter Pigeon rolls up, and he's like, hey, Scotty. Uh, you fine. You want to jump in my Lincoln and kick it with me and my male lover for the afternoon? And so Scotty's like, fuck yeah, why not? Let's get get down to business. So Scotty jumps in the car, rides off into the sunset with Walter, bangs it out the whole afternoon with Walter and his lover. Like literally bangs it out? Oh, yes. So much. So much so that a little light bulb dings in Scotty's little brain. And he's like, what if I use this gas station as a pickup spot? Him station. (gasps) God damn it. Where you can pump and get pumped. Yes. That was great color commentary, guys. That added so much value. That was you really did it. So Scotty starts having an affair with Walter, and this leads to a complete life change because he starts his side hustle, setting up bang sessions for other celebrities. So Walter starts telling all of his homies about Scotty, and he's like, "Hey, I got this side piece, little PYT." And he is so young and he knows all of these other young people and like, they don't want to be famous. Let's fuck them. And thus a career begins. Wow. Talk about an entrepreneurial spirit. He, he's, it's really not about the money. We'll get to that later. It's really about about the fucking, the fucking. Yes. It's very much centered on the fucking. So Scotty starts bringing his military buddies by and setting them up with little like hookups at the gas station. So like they drive up, his little homies get in the car, they go run off for a little while. So business is a booming. So much so that Scotty buys a trailer, parks it behind the gas station and has that for just like little quick jobs. Wow. Um, Yes. It's real fun so and shit just starts popping off so he's sending friends out to like these houses of these like famous golden era hollywood celebs and they're banging it out and his whole business becomes pretty much an open secret in hollywood especially among like closeted gay actors and actresses because at that time it was terrible olden Mm -hmm. times usually are awful and most of these actors because the studio system still existed back then so most of these actors and actresses were like bound to a specific studio they had a contract with a specific studio and most of the time those contracts had morality clauses in them saying everything that those that person could not do both off screen and on screen 
It was a real fucked up time. Yeah. Uh, real fucking crazy. So that if a studio found out that they were like doing gay stuff, they could completely lose their job and be like blacklisted from Hollywood. So thus Scotty's wonderful service. So Scotty uses the gas station as his front for about five years and then ends up leaving around 1950. He said at the time, quote, he was setting up an average of 15 to 20 tr- tricks a day. Wow. That was in his memoir. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know, you divide that by like an eight hour day. That's a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Even if you're working a 10 hour day, that's like two an hour. Can you imagine? No. Oh, that just, it's sounds exhausting honestly but i guess if you've got a crew of people that are going out just banging it up and having a great time and like decadent 1950s hollywood it's probably gonna feel like work stamina well i mean he wasn't personally right but still if like one guy is turning like five tricks a day that's a lot i hope he stays hydrated that's their level they sell water at this gas station they probably didn't because it was the 50s so it was probably like Ovaltine or some shit oh yeah um, <laughs> oh god you're drinking milk with cold milk just chugging milk after a hot bang sesh in like no a, air conditioning or like like an egg cream yes <laughs> that's exactly it they were all wearing protein. beer suits and it's like yeah. 100 degrees <laughs> They had straw hats and full three-piece suits chugging milk yes. after a hot bang sash in oh. California with no air conditioning. Um, so the whole money question. So while Scotty is often mislabeled as a pimp, Scotty never accepted cash for any anything that ever happened with his clients or with celebrities. Okay, but did he, like, take Venmo or Bitcoin or... They did not accept Bitcoin <laughs> at that time. I, I know, it's technology. But um, he referred to his services as a, quote, discreet introduction service. Now, did Scotty do other things for these people that he got paid for? Yes. He was a personal assistant, a landscaper, and a bartender. <laughs> All of those professions are in quotes. So the reason that Scotty was so amazing at facilitating these hookups was that Scotty had goddamn no interest in being famous or making money off of these people. He just really wanted to fuck a lot of people and if they were super wealthy, even better. Um, so on multiple occasions, both while this was happening, like in the 50s and later on, like decades later, Scotty was offered like huge sums of money to um, like divulge who his clients were and what they were doing. Um, and he never accepted any of them. Like all of these like gossip magazines would come to him because he was all at 
at these parties and like hanging out with all these super famous people and he never accepted anything from them. Um, and he said, he said many, many years later in like the nineties to the New York times quote, I never saw the fascination. So they liked sex how they liked it. Who cares? <laughs> and I just love him. I mean, he's got, he's got a point, you know? Yeah, he was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't understand why you guys give so much of a shit about who these people are fucking. Like, it doesn't... Who cares? Yeah, like, they're living their lives. They're just, like, super rich and beautiful and fucking each other. Who cares? Um, so, I want to run down a quick list of just a few of Scotty's claims from his memoir. <clears throat> Scotty claimed to have had several, several threesomes with both Cary Grant separately, Spencer Tracy separately, and both Cary Grant and Spencer Tracy together. Wow. Now. Cary Grant is gone with the wings? No. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm -mm. Cary Grant is north by northwest. Um, yes. Do you know that it's not an airline. Not anymore. Not yet. Cool. 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 I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep on going. Um. So he also claims to have set Catherine Hepburn up with over a hundred and fifty different women over a period of two decades. <gasps> what do you have? Bitch, what? Oh my gosh. Is it a ray break? That's so pretty. <gasps> Hi, Ray. Hi, Baby Ray. Hi to people. Show them your picture. Show your picture. <gasps> oh my goodness. Wow. That's amazing. Picture. I actually you do like it. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hey, Ray. <gasps> Hi. Hi, Ray. Hello. You can't say, you don't want to say hi? Hi. Hi, baby. Hi. <laughs> Ray, you're on a podcast. Hi, Ray. Hi. 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 <laughs> oh, that was overwhelming. We're a lot. John Alex is my favorite. I know. I'm really proud of you. What Judd? <laughs> annoyed. So annoyed. <laughs> you did a really good job. No more paint. Okay, listen to Mama. No, no, that is going to work for a little bit longer, okay? Okay, hold on. Oh my god, that was so cute. That was really adorable. Remember that single bird thing that Alice said? <laughs> like, did it is come that, with the house and they just never got rid of it? Is that their bedroom? Like, that's in his bedroom? Oh, I don't know if that's his bedroom. Or the guest or the bedroom? Guest yeah, it's like know. the picture in Jim and Pam's house. It's structural. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like what would be inside of a frame that you're supposed to take out. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a hotel piece for sure. That's what I thought it was. Does Judd live at, does Alex live at a hotel? 
Did we just figure this out? Sienna Marriott. <laughs> and he's just recorded family sounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like yeah, John no, hired. Oh, no, yeah, John hired people to be his family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gotta get expensive. I know it does. It seems like a really large expense, Judd. Well, if you open up a sex club and a gas station, you can pay for it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great idea. You should really look into it. Form? Did he what? Why didn't he go into porn if he liked having sex that much? I don't think that was a thing back then. I think it's always when, kind of been a thing. When was porn invented? That's a good question. That's a great question. Somebody ask should Alexa. ask a super... A Alex should know. Show. Well, Alex is our producer. He should really be doing his fucking job. <laughs> Instead of playing with his goddamn kid. Ugh. Embarrassing. I know it's really embarrassing for him. Alex, I expected a little more professionalism on the show. I mean, you shouldn't. I don't know what's giving you that impression. I don't know where that came from. I don't know what that baby needs, but you gotta give it to her. Is she asking for an oven mitt? You can have ice cream after dinner. Ooh. And Jerry's? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, Ray. It's a it's a All he does all day is apologize to either Ray or Teresa. It's all, it's one or the other. Or the or the his boss. Yeah. yeah. going because I feel like Alex yeah, is like never coming back. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost Alex. He's never going to return. This camera is just going to keep rolling until he realizes it's there. Okay, where was I? Oh, Catherine Hepburn. So, at the time, uh, Spencer Tracy of the aforementioned three sums and then Catherine Hepburn of the 150 different hookups were married Uh, but that was a lot of people have said that that was like the studio system being like yep you're getting married um because that was pretty common for them to like make two stars get married so it was like generally press exactly and maybe you're getting to this but are we supposed to believe anything this man says like why are these famous (laughs) people having sex with him his name's he's named after a dog that he walked when he was like 10 years old yeah. Not even the dog named after the breed of the dog. Oh, the breed of dog, yeah. He's not even mm-hmm. named after the dog. Yes, well, I, true. I guess he, he wasn't the one that was fucking everybody. I mean, he fucked a lot of people, but he also hired other, like, he had other people that he was sending out to fuck. Yes, he did do a lot of the fucking, though. He also facilitated right. a lot of fucking. So, two things. And yes, we will get to that. I'm going to continue with Scotty's claims. Uh, He claimed to have had a three-way with Lana Turner and Ava Gardner at Frank Sinatra's house. Oh, Um, that tracks. That seems correct. What was Frank doing at the time? Uh, Just uh, just kicking. Yeah. He was probably 
probably drunk. Yeah, he was probably uh, watching. He was probably a watcher. Um, he also claimed to have personally slept with uh, J. Edgar Hoover while uh. J. Edgar Hoover was in drag. Um, Ooh. yes, yes. Good, just good, wonderful, shady things um, that he organized orgies for famous singer Cole Porter. Um, and that he participated in numerous studies with sex researcher Alan Ki- Alfred Kenzie um, because of Scotty's pansexuality. Wow. So all of this basically remained kind of an open secret in Hollywood until Scotty's memoir was published in, in 2012. Now, Knowing what you know now about Scotty, what do you think the title of his memoir was? Now, I'm going to start with the fact that he worked at a gas station. Go. Pumping pumpin Hollywood. Ooh, that's a good one. Not it, though. Pumping and pimping. God damn it. That's good, too. Also not it. It's good. I don't know. Self-served? Oh, you're so close. It was called full service. Oh. Full service colon my adventures in Hollywood and the secret sex life of the stars. Wow. So, as Judd brought up, many people have also questioned Scotty's claims and it said that at worst they are outright lies, or at best, his stories are greatly exaggerated. However, his memoir co writer. Lionel Friedberg has said of Scotty, quote, Scotty doesn't lie about anything. He's a poor kid from a farm in Illinois. And when he got here, his two assets were his big penis and charming personality. That's what he used <laughs> to feed his family. You are welcome. You know, it's like he, he knew what he was good at and he just worked with it. Exactly. He was like, I'm a handsome young man. I got a big old dick. Just gonna fuck some people and just like see how long I can go with this. And he did. Um, it's like I told Alex, like, if you have a big dick, you can pretty much get away with whatever you want. If you are a white man with a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. the fucking world is your oyster. Do what you want. You make your own rules. It's Mad Max. What's his full name again? I want to look him up. Uh, You can just look up Scotty Bowers. It's going to come up. I don't know if his penis will come up, but you can find in a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he was a journalist for a long time. So he... Alex? I don't think his penis comes up a lot now because he's dead. <laughs> what we wait up? Please, everybody. Uh, let's get it here. Um, so Scotty retired, officially retired from banging in the eighties during the AIDS crisis. Um, and so, like I said, his memoir came out in twenty twelve, and a lot of people asked him why he waited so long to tell his story. And put out the book. And so Scotty responded, 
I finally said yes, because I'm not getting any younger and all of my famous tricks are dead by now. The truth can't hurt them anymore. So a few years after Scotty's memoir is released, there's a documentary. In 2017, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood was released. So the documentary follows Scotty as he reflects on his decades of being this like down low matchmaker in Hollywood. And uh, it also had several interviews with his wife, who he married in the 80s, cabaret singer Lois Broad. So the two kind of lived a quiet life uh, through the 90s and 2000s. Lois passed away in 2018. And then as Alex spoiled for everyone, Scotty's penis no longer works because he's a dead man. (laughs) He died last October at the age of 96. Last October? Yes. Last year, motherfucker was almost at 100. Wow. Crazy. Wow. 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 Um, However, uh Scotty's Uh story continues to live on. So this year, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood came out on Netflix. So good. And at the beginning of the miniseries, we are introduced to a handsome, middle-aged gas station owner who just so happens to use his business to arrange hookups for some of Hollywood's biggest icons. And in July of this year, which I am freaking the fuck out about, it was announced that Searchlight Pictures had acquired the rights to both Scotty's book and documentary and was developing a movie based on it directed by Oh, Luca Guagadino, who may call me by your name. Oh, it's going to be so fucking good. It's going to be so, gonna be so beautiful. All right, who do you it's think is going to play Scotty? God, I hope it's yeah, Timothy Chalamet. No, no cast the movie. He doesn't look anything like Scotty, but it's got to be Chalamet. Um, who was Scotty first? Because he was a handsome man. Yeah, I need to look him up, Scotty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like um, I have someone in mind. I just can't think of his name. But also, isn't Seth Rogen attached to this project? Yes. So Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are writing the script. I'm a little concerned about tone. Uh-huh. Don't feel shy. Remember you told me. Hey, Teresa. Apparently she said she told Teresa that she was feeling shy about saying hi to the people on the phone. It's understandable. It's understandable. Um, I feel like uh, like a like a Josh Dumal would play him, hmm. or um, I feel like it's a very young Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yep, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Scotty Bowers, 
frontal just popped up. Ooh, well, there you go, Judd. You can see his penis. What does it look like? Um, I'm not, I'm not seeing the penis, though. Oh, it's mm, just that's pictures the pictures of him facing forward. Oh, that's not as fun. I'll do some deeper research later. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'd like to close out Scotty's story with this amazing quote I found. And I think that we can all let go of some shame and live more like Scotty. And it is this quote. I hope I provided as much pleasure as I derived myself. Not once have I felt shame or or remorse about what I did. Quite the contrary. And that's the story of Scotty Bowers, Golden Era Hollywood's male madam. That was a good one. That was a good one. You're welcome. Good job, Carmen. Thanks. Um, And Alex did not get nearly as uncomfortable as I wanted. His damn he child, with all of the focus. Sorry. Well, let you, might get, you might get a little uncomfortable with my story because yes, it is yes, awful. Yes. <gasps> Caitlin, tell us the story. I am going to traumatize you right now, Carmen. Um, so sorry, but I had to do it for Judd and for Alex. Mm. So you're going to tell me a murder story, um, aren't you? It's like kind of a murder. It's it's like mass murder. Oh, that's the it's, worst kind. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so I'm going to tell you uh, about the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula, known as Vlad the Impaler. Ooh, I, need to watch that. Car- I need to watch that series. Carmen is so upset. I'm very um, upset. I feel like that could be the title of Scotty's book. Title of a sex tape. Yeah. Vlad the Impaler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vlad the Impaler uh, was uh, born Vlad the Third. He was more commonly known as Vlad Dracula, um, and he earns the Vlad the Impaler nickname, which we'll get to later. So it was like Dracula, so like his last name? Yes. So his father was Vlad the Second, Vlad Dracul, which. Um, I'll explain it. Uh, But Vlad III um, was a Romanian ruler, and he was the voivode of Wallachia. Sure. Uh, Not once, not twice, but three times between uh, 1448 and uh, 1477. How how does that happen? Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. What do you, what do you, do you want some snack? What? I think you called Alex mean. What is it? You know, you just, you just went to the party. <laughs> 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 I thought that she was just like, come on! Should I keep going or should I wait? So I have a question. Just uh, the last name Dracula did not come from like that was the real last name of Dracula. So his dad was Vlad Dracul, and Vlad Dracula 
Dracula and that son of Vlad Dracula, oh, okay. I guess, in, in Romanian. Oh. It means um, son of the dragon. Quite literally. His dad was a dragon? Uh, his dad was not a dragon, but we'll get we'll get to it. Okay, well, I like I like my story better now. <laughs> I've just created my own narrative that I'm gonna run with while you tell your story. Okay, okay, cool, good, because this one's terrible. Great. Okay, uh, I'm gonna stick with the dragon story over here. I'm just gonna keep going because I like it when Alex comes in and doesn't know what's going on. I mean, does he uh, ever? No. Uh, so, uh, our Vlad, uh, Vlad the Impaler, is considered a very important. Mm-hmm ruler and uh, actually is considered a national hero of Romania, which is absolutely insane because he was a complete psychopath. That's uh, okay. so, so Vlad was the second illegitimate child of Vlad II, Dracul. So Vlad okay. Dracul was his dad. And his dad was the illegitimate son of Mircha of Wallachia. Uh, Vlad, his father, got the Dracul surname because he was a member of Hey. Uh, his father got the Dracul surname because he was the member uh, of something called the Order of the Dragon, which was this militant fraternity that was founded by the Holy Roman Emperor Sigismund. So, uh, this was built to stop the Ottoman Empire um, and to uh, work their advance into Europe. So, <laughs> the records say that uh, our baby Vlad the Impaler was born between 1428 and 1431. Not sure when. Cool. Somewhere in Transylvania. It's olden times. Uh, they don't know things. Yep, it's olden times. And this is like very olden times, so nobody knows shit. Uh, some historians think that his mother was the daughter of Alexander I of Moldavia. Um, so, Vlad as a child, we don't know much about his childhood. I'm guessing it wasn't great. Uh in 1442, his father is invited to a diplomatic meeting with the Ottomans. And like any good father, he brings his kids with him. Um, yeah, so I, sure. I want I want Judd and Alex to weigh in here. Like, mm-hmm. Would you bring your child to a military meeting that is likely a trap? How old is my child? Uh, like 10... No, you're being Um, invited to the trap. And there will be trap music. You probably don't know it's a trap, but like, do you bring your children to a military meeting? Mm, The Starks always brought brought their kids. It's true. Mm. Is is there COVID? No, but probably yeah, some other. Yeah, I guess okay. well, he, has, okay. he has to watch the castle. Right? There, there must be a man. Yeah, he's castle. the man in the house because women back mm-hmm. then. 
forget a, a boy child should run the castle. Yes, correct. Like an adult woman. Yes. Well, yeah. well. So here's what happened. So uh, uh, his dad brings both of his kids with him. Brings Vlad and his other son Radu. Uh, brings what them. Radu. 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 It's uh, Ratatouille. Like, oh, that's a rad do, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, so, um, so they show up to the meeting expecting a diplomatic conversation to kind of resolve things between the Ottomans and uh, Romania. And they're all captured. And the Ottomans are like, hey, Vlad, uh, if you leave your kids with us, you can go. And so what did he do? He left his kids with the Ottomans and yeah. just dipped on out. So... He's one of the. Now he's Vlad, not like a regular dad. He's like a cool dad. He's a cool dad. So Vlad the Third and his brother are now hostages to the Ottoman Empire and spent their entire childhood being tortured. Uh, but like they got an education too because they had to do homework and study war. Yeah, so at least they were learning. That's um, cool. So. While this is happening, back in Wallachia, there was a coup, and Vlad Dracul um, was overthrown and killed, and they had another son that was tortured and buried alive. Uh, So because the family was, like, pretty much wiped out, the Ottomans sent Vlad and Raju back to um, Wallachia because they're like, "Mm, we don't really have any use for you anymore. So at this point... um, Vlad adopts uh, Dracula as his last name, which meant son of the dragon. So (laughs) he shows up to Wallachia in 1448. And at this point, Wallachia was under the rule of Vladislav II. I know this is very confusing because all the names sound the same. But Vladislav at the time was out fighting the Ottomans on a campaign. And so uh, Vlad the Impaler, our Vlad, shows up and is like, mm, well, you're on vacay. I'm just going to take my throne back. Yeah, like, so, this is my house. I'm going to live yeah, here. He's like, he's like, what's up? I'm back now. Uh, so he ends up ruling the town for like two months until uh, Vladislav comes back. And he takes the throne again and forces Vlad to flee. <laughs> this poor guy. I know. He's like, I'm just going to like be at my home. Right, right. So, um, he, uh, okay, so he, then in 1456, so it's been a few years, he comes back to Wallachia with a whole army from Hungary and takes the throne back and uh, beheads Vladislav on the battlefield. How do you and think he convinced the people from Hungary to, like, be his homies? I don't know. And there's not a lot of details about it. I think it was more of, like, the, the Hungarians were, like, very opposed and, like, were fighting the Ottomans. And um, they didn't feel like Vladislav was, like, doing enough. Um, I think that's kind of how it happened. And because Vlad had been, like, in... Uh, captivity as an Ottoman like hostage, he like had insight. So I think they were more uh, they were more comfortable following him. So 
A lot of people, though, in Wallachia were not cool with Vlad because he was super violent. And they also thought that Vladislav was a better leader. So here's what Vlad the Impaler does to assert his dominance. Um, Here we go. And this is where this is where his nickname comes from. So anyone who opposed him. um, Well, actually, he invited pretty much everyone in town and some opposing uh, like thought leaders and people uh, to this big banquet. Is this another trap? Is it what? Another trap. It is a trap. Uh, because anyone who had opposed him was stabbed to death and then impaled on gigantic spikes. Awesome. Yep. And then he forced everyone who was there to just continue eating in front of, like, these spiked corpses. Just like a nice nice tablescape. Um... So he did this often where he would hold dinner parties in front of uh, a forest of impaled dissenters. They were just like, people were just like, God damn it, I got to go to another one of Vlad like, parties. What do, wear, like, what do we wear to this? I know there's going to yeah, be some more Now he's just showing so, off. Right. Like, last time like, there were 10, I know there's going to be 15 this time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, so... Uh, by this point, uh, in 1462, he's uh, in a full-out war against the Ottomans. And his forces were really small, but he was fucking crazy and uh, did things like poisoning wells, burning crops. He would pay diseased men to infiltrate Ottoman camps and infect their soldiers. <laughs> Just like roll, go in there, roll around on some shit, yeah. lick everything. Yeah, uh, just like get really close to people's faces and then just bounce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, um, at the height of his fight with the Ottomans, um, he ordered 20,000 Ottoman people to be impaled on stakes outside of Targovist. That's a lot of stakes. Uh, outside of Target? <laughs> outside of Target. Um, and upon, like, so Sultan Mehmed II, um, who was in charge of the Ottoman Empire at the time, arrives and sees 20,000 Ottomans impaled on spikes. Like, where do you just, get that many spikes? That's what I want to know. Is like, that spike maker made oh, a killing. Okay. So yeah, amazing. he literally made a killing. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, so Sultan Mehmed II is like, uh, fuck this, I'm out, and bounces back to Constantinople. <laughs> so, uh, to make things worse, uh, Vlad didn't just impale people, he liked to do it slowly, and sometimes he would get the tops of the poles, uh, to be rounded so that it didn't puncture their organs, it would just instead inflict maximum pain and take these people, like, days to die is this i have a i have a question yeah um so the impaling right Mm -hmm. is this a dumb question i'm assuming Mm -hmm. it starts at the butthole starts the butthole or the vagina or the vagina there's an or fucking hell no so they're not even facing outward they they are impaled like up 
through the body. Yes. Okay. That's my question. I was like, is it, are we talking a sideways or are we talking just like. It's, an up. it's, it's all an the way up to where it would go out your mouth. Those are long spikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, so. I've never really uh, thought about how somebody gets impaled. You just put the on there, but you don't actually like think about the process of them like, oh, this guy's so <laughs> heavy, trying to hold him up. It's like right, well, and, yeah. I and imagine like the impaling crew being like, God damn it, I've already done 20 today. Like, yeah. well, this was really wiggly. Oh. Like, they, and they, he did it while they were alive. This was not a post death thing, it was live impalings. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, and he, like, really enjoyed this. Uh, so he wrote to one of his allies after defeating the Ottoman Turks in 1462, quote, I have killed peasants, men and women, old and young, who lived at Alblutitsa and Novosolo, where yeah. Danube flows into the sea. We killed 23,884 Turks without counting those who were burned in homes or the Turks whose heads were cut by our soldiers. Thus, your highness, you must know that I have broken the peace. And he was just like, fuck all y'all. So at this point, stories begin to circulate about, um, about stories begin to circulate about Vlad. Uh, he was known as a demented psychopath, a sadist, a gruesome murderer and a masochist. Um, yeah, accurate. All accurate. Yeah, some of the stories started to, like, really get exaggerated because guess what was invented at this time? Um, An an impaling mill. The printing press. Oh. And movable type, baby. Oh, yeah, they didn't have, like, books. Yeah, so people started writing these accounts of Vlad the Impaler, and they became on record as the first bestsellers in Europe. They were really into true crime back then, too. They loved true crime. They loved Uh, impaling in buttholes. According to some of the stories, um, Vlad likes to... I'm really enjoying this window into Alex's life. Oh, honey. Um, It's okay. I can edit out the baby cries. Uh, uh, According to the story... baby cries? I could, yeah. Just just duplicate it. Yeah. Um, According to the stories, Vlad liked to nail turbans onto the skulls of Ottoman diplomats when they refused to remove them. Uh, He liked to boil people alive in his copper cauldron. Um, He would impale women uh, while they were nursing their babies and then wait for the babies to die and then cut their breasts off and then shove the baby into their breast hole. And then he also liked to enjoy his bread uh, by dipping it into the blood of his victims. I know, I'm so sorry. This guy's disturbing. I don't don't like this. I'm sorry. Um, But he was a really effective ruler because the Ottomans were like, fuck this guy, I like cannot, I'm not dealing with this, and y'all stay over there with your crazy leader, and uh, it created a lot of stability and protection for the region. (laughs) He's a good case study. Yeah, so people were, like, terrified of him, but also they were like, yeah, you're doing a pretty good job. Um, So, hold on. Sorry. 
so then uh, even Pope Pius II was reportedly impressed by him. Um, so and he was like, I'm over here just fucking kids. Look what yeah. this guy's doing. Right. So, oh, God. <laughs> um, so apparently in 1462, the Ottomans um, tried to get Vlad's more chill brother, Radu, to replace him. And Vlad was really pissed. So he goes over to the Hungarians to get some help. And they're like, you know what? We really don't want to go to war against the Ottomans again. Uh, also, we're taking you prisoner. And he's like, what the fuck? So then he's really he's not good mis- at traps. No, he's not. So then he's mysteriously released in 1476. And then he gets married to a woman named Justina Silagi. Um, and she was a relative to the Hungarian king. Um, and he was like, hey, I'll put you back on the throne after we kill your brother. And Vlad was like, cool, sounds like a plan. So they ended up going to war with the Ottomans anyway. And then Vlad was uh, killed in battle, beheaded, just like his old pal that he beheaded at the start of all of this. And they impaled his head and paraded it around town. Uh, he had two surviving sons, uh, one of which became a noble leader at some point in Romania. Um, and according to various accounts, it's estimated that he killed more than 80,000 people, impaling more than 23,000 of them, but it's probably more. Um, but to this day in Romania, he's like a national hero and people love him. And people are like, oh, he's just a tough ruler. Um, That's just Vlad. That's like a sitcom. Classic Vlad. Um, We should write this. Let's write this sitcom. (laughs) He's he's always like poking things. It's the workplace comedy about the Impaler guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will leave you with this poem by Mihai Amenescu from the third letter, urging Vlad to return from the grave to take care of Romanian enemies. Oh, cool. You, mu- you must come, O oh dread impaler, confound them to your care, split them into partitions, hear the fools, the rascals there, shove them into two enclosures from broad daylight, annihil them, then set fire to the prison and the lunatic asylum. Cool, 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 cool. And that's my bummer of a story. I did not, I did not like that. I did. <laughs> I, mean, I knew you would. I mean, it's very entertaining. It's very sad, but it's, you know. Yeah. Most people I mean, were dead now anyway. It was the 1400s. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was old times. Yes. I just, I have a lot of questions about his spike supply. Yeah, I think he just had them made constantly. Like, it was old times. They didn't have, like, tools and stuff, right? How did he make so many? They had tools. They had, like, swords and things. They had blades. So many trees. It's just a stick. But it's yeah, a stick it's that can support the weight of a human. So it's like a small tree. Yeah, basically small trees. Small trees. Yeah, we're talking small yeah. trees. So we had to have like 20,000 small trees. Yeah, how much land did he have? Great question. I mean, Romania is like a, 
know, it seems probably Romania in that time period had a lot of forestry. Okay. It, I mean, yeah, it probably doesn't now because of fucking blood. Yeah. yeah. There's whole areas of Romania that have been decimated by spike deforestation. By spikes. Yes. Yeah, spike deforestation. <laughs> yep. It was a real piece of shit. Wow. We had good intentions. No, I don't. He is the inspiration behind Dracula because yeah, there were a lot, of, a lot of stories that came out about, you know, like, oh, he would drink the blood and all of this. And he had this creepy castle with all these tunnels and like he looked kind of creepy. I mean, Castlevania so. on Netflix is amazing. Is that about Valadium Baylor? Yeah, it's about Dracula. That's not the same. Dracula? Should we watch it? Dracula is not the same as Vlad. No, is that what we're saying? Is that what we're is yeah, that that's what we're what, saying? Yeah, Valadium Baylor is the inspiration on. for Dracula. Yeah. Come on, Carmen. But he like that's- he impaled people and drank blood. That's Dracula. Did he turn into a bat? Great question. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But oh, I think uh, I think Bram Stoker took a little like creative liberty. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with the what we do in the shadows version. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna that's so that's good. what I'm gonna hold on to. I miss that show every day. It's so good. It's just so good. Kaylin, have you watched it yet? No, not yet. I'm busy. No, you need time for this show. Oh. I am trying. Uh, I have a lot so, to do. It's so good, though. Also, watch uh, the Vow on HBO. The what? The Vow. Yeah, I'm watching it's that. It's terrible. insane. What that do? It's about a cult. Oh, I don't like that. You love cults. But is it is it is it a documentary or is it like a drama? No, it's, no, it's, it's a documentary. documentary. It's true. Okay. Okay. It's about that next year sex cult. Yeah, With that heartthrob cheap right here. Midnight volleyball. Yeah, what is happening at the Brandon household? A great time. It sounds like you walked by a trailer park. That's what trailer park <laughs> There's just random children screaming. Yeah, random screaming and like paintings of birds. You have a very different experience of trailer parks. I don't very think I've specific. ever been to one. I, no, I'm just imagining. I've never really... I mean, you drive by them when you're on road trips. There's so many trailer parks in Colorado, like really? more than I ever saw in this house. That is true. Colorado. There's so goddamn many. And you know why? It's because it's so fucking expensive to live here. So I just like, fuck it, I'll get a trailer and just stick it on this land, I guess. I don't don't mind doing that. I kind of want to get like a Winnebago and just like drive around the country. Well, I mean, white people co-opted it and called it a tiny house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go there. I just want to drive around. I mean, I have an RV sink that you can have. An RV what? An RV sink. I mean, that's a start. You just need to buy all of the rest. No, I just need to buy everything that goes around. The rest of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
you need to buy a car mm-hmm. and then a thing to keep people in, yeah. and then you're good to go. Yeah. You smush yeah. those two together. You got the thing. A little kitchenette. You're good to go. Yeah. You got it. Everything's ready. Well, normally Caitlin and I ask each other if we've had any crazy encounters with people, but since we're not allowed to see humans anymore, uh, we've been asking each other what you're doing to cope. And Alex is gone, so Judd, it's all you. <laughs> it's all you. Um, drugs. Oh, this is so helpful. What um, kind? Watching, watching different TV shows. Playing video Name games. Em. What? Name them. Well, the vow. Uh, we finished the rain. Oh, the You know what? It's not bad. The first season was super good. I didn't really like the second, and I saw they just put out another one. Yeah, the third season's pretty good. It's the last season. Okay. Oh, I watched Perry Mason. Ah, oh, damn it. I got to do that. I haven't you know watched that yet. Carmen, The Americans, an, another Matthew Rise. Yes. The Americans is fantastic. So the reason I bring up The Americans is because there's a podcast that I listen to that's amazing. It's called Thirst Aid Kit. It's two women, and they talk about their weird celebrity crushes on people like Jake Johnson. Very much identify with that. And Jason Manzukas also very much identify with that. Um, and they had an episode this past week about that dude. And I was like, I guess I got to watch your shows now. Yeah. Because they talked about Perry Mason and the Americans. And I was like, God damn it. These sound amazing. I mean, I will say he's half the reason why Perry Mason was so good. I have to watch that one. Yep. What are you all watching? Uh, um, I'm watching Timeless. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> aforementioned Timeless. <laughs> Um, I did watch Rectify, which was very good. Yeah, that show. Like, I don't know what happened to that. We just stopped watching it one day. It it was very good. Um, the same person in Timeless. Yes, that's why I started watching Timeless because I really like her, Abigail okay. Spencer. Um, she's oh. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what else have I been watching? Uh, I've been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli films. It's a good time to do it. Good time to do it. Uh, I'm all up, all up in Cobra Kai. Just all up Where in are you? What season are you on? Well, if you would have seen my commentary in the group text, yeah. I really had some fire commentary about the finale. She did. She um, did. I am on the season one finale right now. Um, the Cobra Kai's just yeah. entered into the tournament like the Globo Gym Vipers. It was amazing. Uh, I don't feel like they know that they're striking this very funny tone. I don't think it's intended, and that what that's what makes it even better is that they're being uh, yeah, I think they, serious. They think it's, like, really good. Yeah, I feel like they think that they're really <laughs> creating this, like, very hard-hitting drama, but it's... I don't know. I, don't, I, think that, I think that they are in a way, making fun of themselves. I don't feel like that, though. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Like, literally, oh my god, Judd, so the start of the finale is it's like, fucking music from the air. And they're like, ooh, the tournament's starting. And they pan across 
literally, I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. Pretzels being salted, just straight up B-roll of pretzels being salted for an inordinate amount of time. And then next shot, fucking churros, getting that sugar. You gotta set the scene. I was like, what is happening? You've got to. (laughs) What is happening? At the end of the show. I mean, I never left. I just had to walk away. <laughs> hey, Alex, are, you how are, your, you? are you in your bedroom or your guest room? Guest room. Okay. We've been debating your bird picture. And whether you stole it from, like, a Marriott. That one? Yeah. No, the other bird picture. Yeah. <laughs> the one that um, people left. I think that's something my mom got us. She stole it from a Marriott. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. I thought it came with the house, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it part of like, the structure of the wall? Oh, Alex. <laughs> Alex, what's, hel- what's helping you cope during <laughs> all, of, all of this? Um, well, it was the two days a week she was at, she goes to daycare. <laughs> She being your child. Yes, yes, yes. Teresa, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's one of the, the house. <laughs> but one of the one of the teachers tested positive. No. Oh. Man, you got crap luck with like people watching your kid. I know it's. Uh, <laughs> well, everything was time. fine when I watched her. So. It's true. It's true. Well, so what are you doing two days a week? Yeah, you're Working. negative. You just got you just got tested. Yeah, yeah, negative. Yep. Although it said a negative test usually means oh yeah, that you was don't have accurate or some shit like that. You really can't can't put a whole lot of weight in it. Anyways, back to Alex. Um, I don't know. It's we've been. Even slowly, like going, like going places more. Mm-hmm. Like we took her to. It's funny. Went to like to the grocery store and like even like Target. And yeah, that's helping a lot because before it was just like let's paint, let's you know, just going outside to something other than the park just really helps. Like. You know, even, even just like visually, it just helps me see something different. Yeah. Alex, you seem like you're having a hard time. Are you okay? Mm, this week's been this, you know, the freelance project and then like those other two. I have to pretend like I'm not busy when the other two agencies that I work for apparently they're like, hey, you have time to do work? And I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> and then we make you do a podcast. No, it's not. So sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, like we haven't like we're not like doing anything. Everyone's just everyone's just talking about doing stuff. So I guess it's more stressful than actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't participate. Actually, going to happen. Yeah. It's like okay, so and this is weird, you know, like it's like two separate groups of people. Everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they're all like talking back and forth. So, who wants a meme? 
zu nehmen. What's your, what's your contribution to the meeting? And it's like everyone's been silent for like three hours, and then Alex is like, "Who wants a meme?" <laughs> I made a meme. A meme. I had, I had this interaction. Oh, wonderful! Our podcast listeners will love that. Yeah, they'll love it. Um, I do have to say that this is coming to a close because I gotta go fix my dryer. No. This I'm is sorry. Fun times. I know, but my house is falling be apart. I'm getting Slack messages. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can wait. I'm gonna go fix my house leaks and uh and that dryer problem. Uh well but Alex Judd, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the podcast, friend. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah we'll finally. Finally, um, we'll let you know when uh, when it airs. It'll be in like two months. It's good. That bark sounds like um, what's his face? He bark on um, the Nicole show. Oh, on Big Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> She's so <laughs> I'm, I'm depressed. Who am I? Like, get the fuck away from your house. <laughs> Um, uh, you guys can uh, help us show out on Patreon at this fucking guy pod and follow us on the social medias. And uh, but I mean, don't put too much value into it because our friends don't. So yeah, I'll listen to this episode. Oh, cool, cool. Okay, good. Great. Yeah, we can count on that one listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> your blog podcast. <laughs> Uh, we've done like uh, 20 episodes our, this is our this will be our 24th or 23rd episode I think what so wow. that's, like, that's like one that's every good. 52 weeks yeah Bad? especially in a pandemic yeah sure um, you guys have been great thank you so much and until next time your own fucking guy. Your own fucking guy. Wait, you guys, hit for the bye. Bye. You got him. Oh, that's not right. There it is. Yes. We did it. We did a podcast. I don't know. I don't All know right. why that's on your like text message from Tony. <laughs> <laughs>